Welcome to Manfully Live Podcast. My name is Mike with a mic, and I'm Deacon Nick. If you've never tuned in to Manfully Live Podcast, you are in for a treat. We are on part two of our five part session for the search for happiness. Part two, this is work. What for? What for? What for? Work. What what for? What work? What for? The podcast Manfully Live comes from the well-known quote from St. Irenaeus that says, the glory of God is manfully alive. And that glory of God that we are all called, these, all, the, all of the men in the world are called to experience this glory of God, but the only way we can do that is by becoming these men that are not partially alive, not experiencing it by accidentally alive, but fully alive. And so we want that nougaty center of the Lord to be experienced, but we have to overcome our own complacency and overcome that which is within us. I would most definitely be fully alive if I had a nougaty center. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the Lord does, and and that much more. Or the Lord's center <laughs> puts nougaty centers to shame. You know, heaven will be all the things we love the most, and I'm sure nougaty something will, will have to be in heaven. I so. would have to assume not only that, you've got to have just every bite of your food could taste like Reese's peanut butter cups do. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> sorry for all of you who have peanut allergies because they are good. They are good. <laughs> Very good. So uh, we'll jump right into uh, our scripture. Yeah. We're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes again and, and contemplating happiness. Uh, before that though, let's go ahead and open with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, you give all good things to us, whether we deserve them or not, for you are good and loving. You give us life, and you lead us to happiness. But Lord, we don't always know the path, and so we ask you to show us, we ask you to lead us, that we may be truly happy, that we may have life and live it abundantly in and with you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. So the reading today comes from uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 2. The the last session reading was uh, chapters 1 through 11. Uh, This is going to be 12 through through 24. Verses, yeah. Verses. Uh, So again, just keep in mind, search for happiness, part 2, work. What for? A reading from the book of Ecclesiastes. So I turned to consider wisdom and madness and folly. For what can the man do who comes after the king? Only what he has already done. Then I saw that wisdom excels folly, as light excels darkness. And yet I perceived that one fate comes to all of them. Then I said to myself, what befalls the fool will be will befall me also. Why then have I been so very wise? And I said to myself that this also is vanity. For of the wise man, as of the fool, there is no enduring remembrance, seeing that in the days to come all will have been long forgotten. How the wise man dies, just like the fool, 
So I hated life, because what is done under the sun was grievous to me, for all is vanity and a striving after wind. I hated all my toil in which I had toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be a wise man or a fool, yet he will be master of all which, of which I have toiled and used my wisdom under the sun. This also is vanity. So I turned about and gave my heart up to despair over all the toil of my labors under the sun. Because sometimes a man who has toiled with wisdom and knowledge and skill must leave all to be enjoyed by a man who did not toil for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. What has a man from all the toil and strain with which he toils beneath the sun? For all his days are full of pain, and his works is a vexation. Even in the night his mind does not rest. This also is vanity. There is nothing better for a man than, he, than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. For apart from him, who can eat or who can have enjoyment? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the reoccurring here, you know, theme in this reading is toil. Toil, yeah, work. Work. Yeah. The sweat, you know, of the, the sweat of the brow. It Every time I hear this reading, it always reminds me of the same thing. And I think most men, if they've worked a number of years, especially if they have a family, they'll come to this point. They'll get home one day and they'll think to themselves, holy cow, I've worked like 50 hours this week. I've barely seen my family. I'm getting just enough money to pay my bills. And for what? I live to work and I work to pay bills and I don't get to enjoy any of it. Yeah. What is the point? Um, and I think, I think we see that in this reading. He's asking himself, what is the point of all this work? If all I'm going to do is work, work, work and collect stuff and then I'm going to die. And then somebody else who may be wise or maybe a fool is going to spend it and reap the benefits and they're going to have it. And I'm not because I'm just going to die. And, and that's true of everybody. We all have the same end. We all end in death and we don't take it with us. Right. We're not like the Egyptian Kings. We don't get to be buried with our stuff. Mm. Um, it, it's well, even if, Tough. Even if we're buried with it, we still don't get to use yeah, it. Yeah, you know? still don't get to use it. You can, right. you can, you can stuff your you can stuff your uh, your coffin full of full of dollar bills, but it's just going <laughs> to make you a lumpy final resting place. Well, mine would be stuffed with beef jerky and gummy bears. But okay, <laughs> sure. Point taken. Point taken. Yeah, then it's just going to smell weird. It's going to smell worse. Than very had it, very had, weird. Had it had it just had you in there. Yeah, meat, um, meat and fruit. Yes, meat, fruit, and man. Ooh, e. but. I love that. I love this, the verse 24, which is there is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God for apart from him who can eat or who can have enjoyment. Yeah. Joy in our toil is hard to come by, hard to settle into, hard to discern, um, but well worth it. You know, what we're not going to say in this podcast is that work is useless, except for if we are pursuing it for the wrong reasons. Um, you know, 
if I work so as to make money or become famous or to gain power, those are precisely the things that in the long run we run out of or we don't get to use up or we die before it's finished. And it's a waste. It's vanity. It's vainglory. It's seeking after glorifying oneself. And, and again, yeah. pleasing oneself if all you're looking for is treasure. But there's a more noble pursuit. Um, and that's that, that really does come from uniting your toils, right? The work of your hand with the will of God. Yes. And, and the will of God for us is to have work towards our salvation, right? And so looking at the, the work of your hand, whether it be you know, a desk job, whether it be uh, something that's really fulfilling. It, you know, it could be something like, oh, I, I build houses for the homeless, you know, um, and somehow I make a living at that, right? Yeah. Uh, there are some people out there that have really good, feeling good jobs, but they're emotionally draining, right? Yeah. On the flip side of that, there's some of us that have uh, a job that, uh, you know, is managing managing the wealth of others or, uh, managing the spiritual well-being of a flock and, and getting to hear just really about the problems or the struggles that others go through, but never getting to see the fruits uh, on the other side of it. And that, that, that can be very uh, emotionally, mentally draining. And so then at the end of a long day, right, you've just put your day's labor in, you come home to your family, and there's, you know, a, a, a hamster upstairs running on a wheel that you have left as far as <laughs> mental energies for your family. Yeah. But you have to summon whatever that little brain that you have left can give to be present because the vocation that is much more important is to be that husband, be that father, be that, that, that son or brother that, that we're called to be. And toil, if we look at it in scripture, has a sacrificial offering. Toil can be a great way to amend the wrongdoings of our souls. It can be a, a means by which we get to know the pains and sufferings of our Lord in the passion and in his passion. And it's, it's just a big, it's a big piece of this, but just seeking purely just for that monetary growth is not enough. You're right. You know, uh, there's certainly a monetary piece to all this. Every husband and father knows that we go to work because we do have to make money in order to pay the bills. Yeah, we and wear the provider hat, sure. right? And that makes sense. And we don't necessarily have to. Our wives can too. But but the point is the money has to be from somewhere so that we can uh, pay the bills. Yeah. But you're right. The more important part is the relationship. It's our vocation as spouses. It's our vocation as fathers that the job is supposed to provide for. So, yes, we pay. we get the money to pay the bills. But also one of the things that our job should be doing is helping to form us in virtue. If we are not doing our job with integrity, with honesty, with, with the intention of doing our job well, that forms us into a good man. And we can take that formation and apply that to our family. We can be a good man for our families. Yeah. And we can have then the time and <clears throat> the energy to focus on that relationship. And so our job really is a means to an end. Our job provides the family, I mean, sorry, the money for the things that we need for our family. Mm -hmm. And it hopefully can provide an opportunity to grow, to grow in virtue so that we can be, be that man that we need to be or want to be in order to be that also for our family. Yeah. 
There's a difficulty there, though, if you if you peel back a couple layers, because oftentimes guys will say, "Yeah, I just hate my job." You know, yeah. oh man, this is just it's just too difficult for me. I'm just doing something that I don't I don't really feel passionate about. I don't really enjoy. And and the vast majority of men in the world will do a job that isn't something that is overtly fulfilling, but if it allows them the ability to be physically present for their family mm -hmm. if it allows the greater goals that the the world says are not as important as you being fulfilled in your job you got to be fulfilled in your job that that kind of slaps in the face of this being a salve you know a salvific power that that can really bring us to grow as a man you know the, the you got to think about diamonds um Diamonds were once coal that after a long period of time and a hard amount of pressure deep down in the earth, right? Mm -hmm. That eventually that deep heat and pressure and time formed that lump of coal into the diamond. And so does work and difficult situations form us as men into the diamonds that we that we become when we accept our vocation and when the, the, the difficulty of that work starts to yield results in our lives, right? Right. And uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful process, but man, is it painful. And man, is it just difficult to just bite your lip, maybe to a boss that you don't respect sometimes, you know, or, or bite your lip to the flip side of that, which would be, uh, you know, employees that maybe aren't, aren't you, you don't, you don't think highly of them or something, right. Or someone you have to work with a colleague yeah. that you don't see eye to eye with. And all of those things can be great difficulties along the path. But think about this for every time that you were to swallow your pride and do a good work from that, you're gaining a discipline over yourself. You're gaining a discipline over your pride. You're gaining a discipline over your anger. Yeah. You're, you're, you're accepting the vocation with which you've been challenged and you're doing well with it. Yeah. No, I'm not saying stay in a job forever that you hate, right? Right. If it's, if it's something that's killing you, it's right. not going to do your family a whole lot of good. Well, and there's a discernment process that goes in all this, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a balance. So you don't want to do a job that you absolutely hate and wears you down, makes you a curmudgeon when you go home because... That's precisely the point. The job is supposed to serve the relationships at home. So if you hate it and it wears you down, then it's not a good job for you. But it's also not a good job for you if it pays really high but takes all your time away from your family. So finding that balance of a job that <clears throat> you can do, whether you absolutely love it or not, and allows you the availability to your family to serve and love them and helps form you into this good man of virtue. That's really the ultimate job. Um, it, it, it's just a bonus. It's just a cherry on top if it also happens to be a job that we, that we love and helps feed us um, and, and, and fulfill us to a certain extent. But that's not the primary goal of a job. Yeah, the, the primary job is, I mean, it, it's not called work in the Bible. It's called toil, right? <laughs> that's right. That's and right. and if, you, if you think, you know, if you start <laughs> saying to your wife, sweetheart, I got to go to toil. You know, oh, I got to get back to the toil over at the office. Um, right. It's a good word. 
<laughs> I got a big pile of toil on my desk. Yeah. Sounds like um, you got to like flip dirt or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poop smith, right? The guy who moves poop <laughs> from here to there. The toil of soil. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 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 difficulty here is understanding what is your role in all of this, and is the work that I'm doing bringing glory to God? And the only way that it can is by uniting the work of your hands with our Lord. And so uh, this is not going to be an overnight transformation. If you've been in a job that you've hated for years and everybody knows you're absolutely miserable there, the only thing you could do to ever hope it gets better is to start doing something different, right? But look at the work of your day as something that is bringing you not only the fruits by which you are compensated and maybe provide a portion or all of what your family needs. But it also brings you to know the passion of our Lord. It unites you with the suffering that he did on the cross. And that is something good. The sweat of your brow can be a means by which you can gain salvation, but not earn it, not earn it. Salvation is brought by only by the Lord. That's right. Uh, so I think uh, the basic point is then is we don't live to work, but we do work in order to live. Yeah. So work, what for? For living. For living. Relationship. Yeah. Great. Let's end in a prayer. Yes. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, you call us to do immense work here in the world, to bring us to know you through the uh, through the sweat of the brow and the work of our hands um, help us to know that only by your grace do we grow and persevere in the work of our hands and only by uh, your abilities that you've placed in us do we move ourselves ahead in the roles and the jobs that we are called to here on this earth help us to be the best workers that we can here in the vineyard of your glory and help the work of our hands to glorify you and and to bring glory uh, to our families and to our lastly to ourselves um, just solely by doing this with a high level of integrity and with a great diligent effort we ask this through christ our lord amen name of the father and son and the holy spirit amen for manfully alive podcast my name is mike with a mic and i'm deacon nick Have a great week.